Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to New TV. I'm your host, Trayvon Webster. In today's episode, I want to talk about a story that really touched my heart, and that story is the Blaze Bernstein case. And for those of you who may not know, Blaze Bernstein was a young man from California who went missing during winter break and was later found dead, buried in a shallow grave and stabbed 20 times. And it comes to find out the person who did it was a high school friend of his. Folks, this is just an all-around heartbreaking story, no matter who you are. Now, high school friend who committed the crime is scheduled to go to court and be tried. And although we do trust that the courts will do their best in assuring justice for the family, we also know that no matter what's done, nothing can bring that young man's life back. So the notion that plagues my mind at times like this, and as I'm sure it does others as well, is... I want to help the family in some way, but I don't know how. And so it's like, I want to help, and what can I do? And you know, it's that human awareness that we have that I can't do everything, but I can't shake the feeling that there's this deep call within me and within you too that I can at least do something. You know, I can't bring the, you know, I can't bring them back to life, but I feel like there's something I can do. And well, folks, that's what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to answer that call within and to tell you that there is something that you can do. And even better, there's something that we can do as a whole. And I want to talk about it. And so we're going to get right to it right here on New TV when we return after this short break. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to New TV. We're picking up where we left off, talking about what we can do and ways we can help in tough times, specifically, you know, relating to that Blaze Bernstein case where that 19-year-old young man went missing and was later found dead. And really, uh, today we're just going to kind of be focusing on on what we can do in times where a life is lost, and specifically, you know, when a young life is lost, because I think that's some of the times when it's the hardest because you know somebody has so much in store for them in the future and you know they have so much potential potential and then you see their life come to such a quick end you wonder you know how do i carry on from this position how do i keep going and that's what we're going to be talking about today and so mainly like i said a lot of times when these situations happen you know we really want to you know there's something in us as a deep care for those around us and we want to help in some way we can but we just don't know how and so the thing is, you know, today we're going to be talking about ways that we can help, ways that we can make a difference when we hear news like this and how we can help the community heal when something so tragic happens. And so I actually have a few things we're going to get into today. And the first thing that I, you know, that I know that we can do whenever news like this comes, here's the number one thing we can do, and that's to pray. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily pray these days. Or, you know, they would consider it uh, useless. And I would say, you know, if you're trying to use it uh, for that Hail Mary when you're taking a test that you haven't studied for, then, yeah, I'd say it's useless during those times. But really, uh, prayer is actually something that is a very strong place to draw strength from. And it's one of those places that you really, you know, it's one of those tools that you have and you really should utilize. And so really, I want to talk about, uh, you know, why I pray in the first place and when it comes to situations like this, when something happens, and a lot of times, you know, for us who, you know, hear about it, we feel powerless. You know, something happens, the news happens, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, like, I have, you start to feel this huge weight that, oh my goodness, like, this terrible thing happened, and 
I'm not sure, you know, what could I have done about it? You know, what should I have done about it? And then you start planning in your mind all these different scenarios of where you should have done something different. But the thing is, prayer is where we settle and really you calm down all of that noise that you hear in your head. Because one thing that prayer does is it calmed, it really, like I said, it puts you in a great perspective in order for you to be able to move on, or I would say take the next step when news like this hits. Because whenever news like this hits, you first start to feel like, oh my goodness, like, how can I, you know, you really get this, um, I would say, this overwhelming pressure to, you know, try and make everything right. But when you pray, you start to understand, and prayer is really that place where you can go and you go and understand that, hey, I don't have all the power in the world, and that's okay. Because that's what prayer does for me. It allows me to release myself and, you know, talk to God and really just, I would say, really come to grips with, you know, the things that I can change and the things that I can't change. And in prayer, that's that special place where you can go and really show your vulnerability because in moments like this, you, I mean, we as humans feel extremely vulnerable. And so I think at times like this, prayer is one of the very first important things, you know, first things you can do because a lot of times when you don't pray about something and then you get into it, you start to get in and feel like, oh my goodness, this is all way over my head. I can't do everything. And then you'll notice yourself getting frustrated and just, you know, really making matters worse. And so I would say the first thing that we can do as human beings is pray. And then after we pray, there's some other steps that we can take and that we're going to talk about when we come back on New TV. Hey guys, and welcome back to New TV. And today we're talking about how we can help and heal during those tragic times in relation to cases such as Blaze Bernstein, who was the young man who lost his life. And the first thing that we talked about was praying and pretty much settling our spirits during these, you know, really just troubling times. It's so important because peace of mind is so necessary in the process of healing from a loss like this. And so beyond praying, one of the things that is so important that we try and do is let's talk about prevention. And when you read back over the story of Blaze Bernstein to where it was during winter break and one of his friends came to pick him up. And, you know, you read through the, you know, you hear about the interviews, you read through it. And one of the things that really stood out to me and that I think, you know, just it can be very helpful and as we're moving forward is that for kids it's so important that you communicate with your parents at all times and just keep open that lane of communication to where you're letting them know what's going on in your life because the thing is as you go and you look back on how a lot of these tragic stories happen at some point there's a you would say a break of communication between the parent and the child or I would say almost a lack of communication and it's not the fact that the parents weren't trying but it sometimes just has to deal with the thing of sometimes that just communication falls off and sometimes you just have to make that extra effort to reinstill and just you know reaffirm that I hey this is what's going on in my life and these are the people who I'm around because I know that as a parent you really want to be able to help your child during these hard times or help them or at least know where they are especially if they're going out with friends and so right now I would say one of the things that we can really focus on on ways to just help her help ourselves deal with this hard information is let's talk about prevention and the number one preventive way 
preventive way that we can take is communication. So parents, you know, of course, I know you guys are doing your best. I mean, I'm, <laughs> you know, I can't really criticize you guys because I'm not a parent myself. But of course, I'll just say, you know, you know, let your child know that it's okay to communicate with you. And kids, just remember that communicating with your parents, it can never be taken for granted. I mean, just, I can't remember the last time somebody in their 30s says, hey, man, I wish during that time I just wouldn't have spoken to my parents. You know, nobody says that. And although you may be going through school and, you know, the opinions of your parents might not be the popular thing, just remember that your parents are those people who have made it beyond high school and they've made it into, you know, the real world and they're just there to help you. And so although your friends might be, you know, kind of dissing on the, you know, the, I would say the tidbits that you get from your parents, just remember that your parents are the ones who have made it beyond that age and they are really just there to help you. I mean, they clothe you, they feed you, they give you a house to live in, you know, at a very agreeable rate. <laughs> and so just remember that these people do all these things because they want to help you. And so I can't stress enough, kids, communicate with your parents. They're there to help you, and they're there to carry you along, and they're there for your success. So please, please, please communicate with your parents. That way they can know at least where you are or where to find you at all times so that, you know, stories like this can become less and less, you know, you know, less common in our day, in today's time, because it's happened so often that we almost get numb to it. But it's so important that we figure out a way to stop it, you know, you know, before it ever happens again. So kids, please communicate with your parents. It's so important. And, you know, <laughs> I know it sometimes it may seem like they're just there to kill the joy, but trust me, they're there to help you and they love you. And we're going to talk about some other ways to help and heal during these hard times when we come back. Hey guys, and welcome back to New TV, where we're continuing our conversation and talking about healing during hard times in relation to the Blaze Bernstein case, where a young man lost his life. And we've already talked about first praying and then prevention and communicate. But lastly, I want to talk about protection. And I'm not referring to going out and getting you epistles just yet. But what I am referring to is that first line of protection that we all get when we arrive here. And that's our parents. And right now, I really want to speak to the parents and say that you really are the first line of defense that your kids have. And it cannot be taken lightly. Because I know just... In recent times, it's become more popular for parents to have the hands-off approach and, you know, kind of back off to, you know, what your kids say or what your kids decide to do. But I do want to say this, that as long as they're living under your roof, that you should have some type of say in their lives. Because, you know, whether we like it or not, you know, whenever a child makes a bad decision, you have to look to the parent for the answers because the thing is whenever a young man or a young woman commits some kind of crime you have to ask where were the parents when this happened where were they when all of this was building up and that's something that you have to remember whenever you're a parent in your child's life you have to remember that i'm going to be held responsible for the action that my child you know for the decision my child makes although i may want to you know let them go out and you know do whatever they want to do i have to answer for it and so that's just something that you have to remind yourself and also, you know, think of it this way, you know, whenever your kid gets in a car accident, 
it's your insurance rate that goes up so <laughs> it's your money and unless you like spending it like that you know i encourage you you know to take a you know take a bigger role you know take a step and trying to figure out how to help your kids more and you know let them know what's up but one of the things i really wanted to talk about is you know i know a lot of times as parents you'll be you know giving out you know the law or laying down the law whatever you call it in your house and i know sometimes you know your kids won't necessarily agree with what you have to say but you have to remember that you're the parent and you're not there to be liked you're there to exude love and sometimes love isn't liked <laughs> if i can put it in that way and really you have to remember that although your kids may not like it at that time whenever they get older they're really going to appreciate it because it's going to be that same love that protected them in those really dangerous times and i have to say that about myself because as i was growing up there was a understanding that i have with my parents and i laugh at it today but it really did save my life because my parents they were friendly people but they weren't my friends <laughs> and it was really funny because you know back then uh, a lot of kids parents were really interested in trying to you know get along with their kids friends and you know really trying to i guess be on the same level with you know with the kids and you saw where you know it was kind of weird i mean you didn't really know what to do because here it is these old people and they're trying to talk to you about young <laughs> young topics and so it already looks weird but the thing is you know whenever that parent had something to say or to try and tell us oh you guys don't do this do that you know it's like well you're a friend you're on the same level of us level as us so why should we listen to you you know you really just you know you put yourself in that friendly position so now you know you have that friend's authority which really isn't much so parents remember you're there to be the parent and god put you in your kids life before he put the friends in their life in their lives and so remember that the parents came before the friends because kids your kids need parents you know they need their parents before they need their friends and i remember times in my life to where i wanted you know i may have wanted to have a friend to pacify me and my feelings i needed a parent to protect me for my future and you know that's when my parents stepped in and it's because of that that i mean i'm even here to this day and so like I said, this is just all advice to help us in healing during those hard times. And, you know, like I said, prevention and communication and protection to, you know, be able to go forward and figure out how to figure out these next days that we're going to be coming up against. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this together and we're all trying to figure this thing life called life out. And, you know, we don't want to see any more of those loss of lives happening on a day-to-day -day basis so you know pray for me i'll pray for you and stay tuned for new tv where we're gonna have more stuff and more stuff to talk about and i mean i can't wait to talk to talk about it with you so call in if you want to leave a comment or hey stay tuned see you guys